0: Hi, uh, Richard here from Money Trainers. Welcome to this month's uh, edition of the podcast. I um, do apologise if there's any background noise. There's um, We seem to be right in the middle of some kind of storm which is rattling its way through the office as I speak, and uh, the rain is lashing down on the windows, which is uh, too early for April showers, but I guess mid March showers will be the answer to that. So, thanks very much for popping by today. I want to talk to you about this whole issue of debt now i bump into a good number of clients and customers and uh, people that i mentor and uh, workshops that i'm running and a lot of people tell me that they are either having a real issue with debt and that it's unmanageable or they have debts and that just just start making sense and there's a there are really two types of two types of debt the first issue in relation to debt is good debt it's the debt that's actually you know you're you're leveraging and it's working for you but um, i guess your mortgage would be the would be the best issue of that and there's also the the um, really poor kind of debt which is going to be the sort of credit card type debt and the personal borrowings and so I'm not going to get too in depth today about what what sort of be- what sort of best sort of debt is to have and how to manage that but I am going to be talking about what's going on and some of the um, uh, more surreal issues and options in relation to debt and uh, credit. Now, I think it's most certainly the case that as a as a nation, us British, are kind of overloaded with debt in one way or the other. But it starts to become an issue with people's lives very early on. My, my daughter was offered credit on her 18th birthday. It, it, along In with her birthday cards was, a, was an offer from... Um, a large credit card company offering her, you know, a credit a credit facility, and wherever you look, this is continuing to be, you know, widely available. It's not something that was uh, for the few. If you like, it's for the many. To coin to coin that phrase. But the whole idea about it is, is that if it's not used correct correctly, then the whole thing of debt just effectively steals your future. One of the reasons that credit is such a powerful medium for those that are offering it is this. It it guarantees them a share in your future income so if you've got debts of any description then you are committing money you've not earned yet in order to re- repay those debts so it's incredibly negative for those of you that have got it but it's incredibly positive for the lenders particularly if you're looking at credit card debt they're very often locking into an investment return of 15 or 16 percent per year or more whereas If you're a borrower on the other end of it, then you're obviously having to fund that. But more importantly, the money that you should be using in order to provide the things that you need and want end up being paid in interest charges. But I think it's actually worse than that. The entire system of credit and borrowing in Britain, and I guess the world, is designed so that you never effectively repay your debt and you end up being caught on a treadmill a treadmill of having to give up a future income in order to service the financial you, liabilities you have. And from a lender's point of view, it becomes a brilliant stream of income from them. From your point of view, it's a really, really big stone, a millstone that's, that just hangs around your neck. But we now have this acceptance of debt. We have student loans, so every 24 or 25 year old will end up with some kind of long term debt if they've done a degree. and Even if there's no student finance to be considered, there's car finance, lease plans, bank overdrafts, credit card lending. And the numbers involved are really fantastic. The level of borrowing that's currently going on is absolutely colossal. But I'm going to cover that in a a couple of seconds. The problem is, from your point of view, is this. If you have any form of debt and are currently still working, your debt is going to be serviced out of your future income. That is money you've not earned yet. If this money is going to be earmarked for somebody else, for example, then of course this debt can't, well the debt repayments, the money that's being used for those debt repayments can't be used for you. It's effectively working for somebody else. Importantly, most of the things we tend to buy on credit are the things that go down in value or are consumable, which makes things even worse. You end up with no long-term value and the benefit goes to the the person that's made the product or service and the credit card company. You end up with something that you're having to pay for, having to fund that is no longer working for you or indeed usable. But I think there's a bigger issue now, that and I think it's this issue about how we how we tend to spend and we tend not to spend mindfully, we tend not to spend in a mindful way. We spend money buying stuff and if we're buying stuff on credit, we really are starting to affect our short and medium term future. But of course this is exploited by the banks and the credit card companies and but if you sit down just for a minute and think about your credit card borrowing and think about what it was what it's doing for your future income, you probably wouldn't borrow. You'd probably make a plan B. And this is the plan B I urge you to to consider and encourage you to consider it sooner rather than later. Now a lot of the stuff I do is not necessarily telling you how to live your life. I'll be honest with you, it's entirely up to you. I'm not that interested in in terms of how you spend your money it's your money you do what you like with it by spending your money more wisely by taking by actually just sitting down and thinking about you know what happens to the money you spend on credit cards that you don't actually repay how it's going to affect your future income it's really interesting and the credit card companies are really clever they 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 uh, always manipulate your credit card limits so that you've always got a bit more you've always got a bit more to go and therefore you're psychologically encouraged to, to borrow more. I don't, I don't think it's strictly true. I think a lot of people behave stupidly in relation to borrowings. They always think your cognitive dissonance, dissonance they always think that, you know, the future is going to be a lot brighter than it actually is. And, you know, it will pan out. Because we're positive. We Human beings are, by, by their very nature, positive. And as far as money is concerned, the, the, um, the, the manufacturers of credit cards and overdraft of borrowing products will, of course, manipulate that to their own advantage. What I want to say to you is it's not possible for you to have a rock-solid independent financial future if you've got debts kicking around. Sure, there are things as good debts, but in the main, debt of any description is a bad thing. And so it's absolutely vital that you actually sit down and review your existing financial circumstances as a matter of urgency. And then consider very carefully the level of debt you have and what it's going to look like in the future. Just to try and sort of cast that forward to consider where you are now and what does that look like. But this whole thing about debt, and I think this great line from uh, David Copperfield, Charles Dickens, David Copperfield, said that annual income twenty pounds, annual expenditure nineteen pounds nineteen shillings and sixpence, the result is happiness. Annual income twenty pounds, annual expenditure twenty pounds. All and six, result is misery. The fact is, provided you've got sufficient income coming in to cover your expenditure, you're in a great situation. If that reverses and income isn't sufficient, then the result is absolute misery. But let me just talk about this national debt thing and the national debt. The amount, I'm gonna whisper this because I don't want everybody to hear. The UK national debt currently, that's at today in March, 2019. this was December 2018, these figures. The amount owned by the government is 2.156 trillion pounds. Now, the government really doesn't owe any money because we owe it as taxpayers. It isn't their money, it's our money. But more importantly, if you go over to www.nationaldebtclock.co.uk, you can actually start to see how that debt starts to rack up. But I want to give you because we talk about talk about this a lot, and I do, I am always 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 standing in front of group groups of people and we're talking about billions of pounds, government borrowed billions of pounds and trillions of pounds, and we we just these are just figures, no one really understands it. But to, in order to give you some some f- fact on that, some sort of your feeling for that, let me talk about how many seconds is a trillion seconds. Now a trillion seconds is 31,688 years. And it would take you back to 29,000 years before Jesus was born um, in, order to, in order to get that number of seconds. And these numbers are mind-boggling. So a trillion, a trillion seconds is 31,688 years. And the government is currently borrowing 2.156 trillion pounds trillion seconds is 63,000 odd years. And there's something about that that just seems absolute madness. But, you know, supported by the government and the banks, we are all encouraged to live now and buy and buy now and have it all on borrowed money. And as I just explained, this effectively mortgages your future very nicely. So what I want to say to you is that this whole issue of borrowing, if you need to, borrow. Borrow. Just understand how bad it can be and why you need to put a formal repayment plan in place. But the problem we get, we uh, we get this message from all of those trying to sell us stuff. Is all well, imagine how good you'll feel when you've have x, when you've got x or y, you know put it put it on a store card, put it on a credit card. It's easy to do. You can have it now, and that's the problem. Because the bottom line is, it's just stuff. It really is the poor man or poor woman's approach to life. Now. Just by adjusting your mindset, just by thinking a little bit differently about this stuff, means that you will start to keep more of the money for yourself. You will spend less and therefore likely to use less credit. You mortgage your future so that in order you can get a car or a holiday and book it this week, rather than waiting to book it next month or next year. Waiting for the right time, perhaps when you've saved enough money. And this whole rich thinking thing, which I talk about quite a lot, Wealthy people, those that are able to earn and keep hold of money, have really very different spending patterns and certainly don't borrow to buy stuff. And so working on your decisions is one way to ensure you become financially dependent at some time in the future. So a couple of tips and tricks on this. If you've got debt, repay, overpay. Do a budget planner. Work out exactly what your spending is, what your spending patterns are, and look to see where you can reduce expensive debt particularly with credit cards etc finding out which is the most expensive one first then starting to repay that more than the minimum payment so that eventually that disappears and then you can work on the uh, lower interest debts i done uh, uh, some, some work a while ago on the true cost to to put my teeth back in please i done, done some work a while ago in relation to the true cost of credit i um, uh, just talking about Alison Average. Alison's an average working girl of um, you know of, uh, in, in her mid-twenties and talking about how credit card debt affects her individually. And so if she uh, um, puts cost of a holiday on her credit card and just makes the minimum repayment, it's going to be about um, 10 years before she even starts to make a dent in it. And if she only makes the minimum payment, it's going to be around 31 years before she's actually repaid it and if you look at average credit card debt across the country you know around about four and a half thousand pounds that's probably slightly increased since i've done these figures but if you had a you know four and a half thousand borrowing on credit cards by the time you've paid it all off the actual amount you're going to repay is six thousand three hundred and fifty in interest which the total cost of that four and a half grand is over ten grand this is something you really have to start to get a hold on if you've got any debts at all including a mortgage, you should be looking to reduce those as quickly as possible. More importantly, if you are to secure your future income for yourself to be able to use that money, not having debt is one way forward. Now, I have worked with lots of people that say, oh, it's difficult, it's not possible, yada, yada, yada. You need to make a plan because this is the starting point of any sort of you know long-term financial securities you need to try and manage your debt. Anyway, look, that's enough for me uh, for today. I just wanted to run, run that by you. I've got some more stuff coming. I've uh, also got a whole series of workshops, so if you're going to be attending any of those, then perfect. Look forward to seeing you there. Please go over to moneytraders.co.uk and subscribe. Uh, I get a bi-weekly-ish email out just with updates and, and little snippets, mainly talking about Brexit. No, I'm joking. I don't talk about Brexit at all. But um, we'll also let you know what events we're running and where we're holding those. If you could really help me out, pop over to uh, Stitcher or iTunes, wherever you downloaded the podcast and leave us a review. Five stars would be just great. And also get in touch, fire an email off to admin at moneytrainers.co.uk. Let me know what you think, give me some feedback, let me know what sort of content you're concerned about, what sort of issues you've got bubbling under, and I'll certainly see if I can point you in the right direction or even provide some support. My name is Richard Smith. I'm one part of moneytrainers.co.uk. You can find out more about me and subscribe over at moneytrainers.co.uk. Thanks.